Bamboo Bitch. <laughs> and that's staying in the podcast. Did you get Bamboo Bitch? Oh, does everyone remember the classic album track by Marina the Diamonds, Bubblegum Bitch? Yeah. Oh, Bamboo Bitch. Oh, sorry. We did I did it wrong. But we got to the main bit. Does everyone remember that? Mixed with I write sins not tragedies. Welcome to Wait for Cat Bus, a conversational podcast where four friends gather around a kitchen table to rank and review every single Studio Ghibli movie in chronological order. I'm your host, as always, Ali, and today I'm joined also, as always, by Eddie. As always. Hello. <laughs> Abby. Hello. And Mark. Hi. How, how are we all doing today? Pretty pretty Liddy. Pretty Liddy. <laughs> pretty Liddy. Oh, no. It's very warm. It's warm. It's very it's warm, warm in London. London. Warm. Oh. Ooh. So be prepared for some of that. Good spicy late summer energy as we review the, one of the penultimate Ghibli movies on our the list. Penultimate. Uh, the Tale of Princess Kaguya. Um, K A. K A G U Y A. You ain't got no alibi. What's it called? The you tale? bamboo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or the Tale of the Bamboo Cutter is what you're trying to get at. Yeah, well, yeah. I didn't even get a chance to get at it. I just said AKA and everyone's like, ah! <laughs> well, God, we, all went guys... for, we all went for a bit. Yeah. Welcome to the podcast. I hate bits. I hate (laughs) jokes. This is a serious one. We're 18 episodes in by now, or something like that, so if you can't deal with the abstract distractions, then you're listening to the wrong thing. That's a good name for an album. Um, So, Taylor Princess Taggart is a movie that came out in 2013, slash 14, late late 2013 in Japan, um, late 2014 in America and the UK. Um, It is uh, directed and co-written by Takahata. Um, it's the last movie um, he directed um, before his um, project death in 2018. Um, and it is based on The Tale of the Bamboo Cutter, which is a 10th century um, Japanese uh, like long-form prose poem, um, which is actually the, the oldest um, excellent Japanese narrative um, that we have, which excellent is quite cool. means it's still around. Exactly. Is, that, is it the oldest, though? Yeah, yeah that's, that's what Wikipedia says. That's surprising, isn't it? Because 10th century, not that long ago. Quite long ago. I mean, it is quite long ago. Yeah, well, there's still, over a thousand years. From earlier, but like nothing was ever written down, so everything else got like passed down. Whereas it's like one of like they've got like stories from dated like way further back that aren't like written down, but have, were later uh... written down. So this is the oldest written down story from Japan. Does that make sense? Yeah. Cool. I'm all caught up. Um, <laughs> that's kind of the big bit of trivia before we jump in I'm sure other stuff will pop up as we go along um, but yeah it's worth thinking about this in terms of A um, Takahata's just like career in general as we kind of like this is the, the last chapter in that um, given that we've kind of some of his other movies that we've um, enjoyed like um, Only Yesterday and, and Grave of the Fireflies like this kind oh, of and obviously My Neighbor's my neighbor, The Yamadas um, so yeah it's an interesting film and, and definitely has Takahata's kind of like touch all over it yeah it makes sense that he did my navy, my neighbours, the Amadas, because yeah. it's very different. Like that film, isn't it? Yeah. Did you do that? Yeah. He's great. Yeah. Uh, can I say one other thing yeah. about that old, the old old story? Uh, commonly cited as one of the earliest like proto science fiction stories because oh. it's about like people coming down from the moon. The yeah. Moon. The moon. I did think yeah. that. And like apparently in like a version of it, there's what's like basically a flying saucer, which is cool. Which you can kind of imagine, right? Because the ship yeah. that flies down at the end of the film is very like alieny and very yeah. similar to um, I can't I haven't got the name on it. Pompoko. Um, but yeah, the ship that the um, the kind of dead Pompoko's um, kind of sail away in at the end. You remember that the very last bit? There's a giant golden ship that appears yeah. with all this food on it, and they all jump on. I do remember that. To a very sweet moment. Because there is a live-action 
version of this in from the 80s I think yeah. of the story mm-hmm. which yeah. is more science fiction yeah. of the moon yeah yeah, yeah. And, there's, and there's lots this is a story like given that it's so old it's yeah. been like retold in lots of different ways and yeah, this yeah. character turns up in lots of different things mm. um, yeah really interesting just to give um, a bit of uh, context for like western audiences the um, oldest extant um, prose from the UK anyone want to guess Beowulf. Beowulf, I was gonna say. Yeah. Oh, oh. Beowulf. Oh. Yeah. Great game. Uh, Harry guys. Potter. Harry Potter. Yeah. 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 It's the only book, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> when is Beowulf from, please? When? When? How old? Seven hundred or seven fifty. Yeah. Sick. Eight Older. Century. God, I didn't realise Ray Winston and Angelina Jolie were that old. Am I right? <laughs> um, that's the next series of films we should do. <laughs> what the Beowulf universe? <laughs> Um, I also think it's worth noting, which I think this, I thought this was really interesting. Um, at the time, this is the most expensive Japanese movie ever made. Really? Wow. Yeah. Mm. Due to the like reliance on um, CGI. <laughs> Had to get Andy Serkis in <laughs> to be the bamboo shoot. <laughs> Due to the reliance on not they, her when... bamboo shoot, <laughs> the actual bamboo shoot that they cut into. The um, it was his most challenging role yet. Yeah. Really, really tough. Due to the reliance oh. on hand-drawn animation and just the sheer volume of work, um, it said that it took at least eight years to make, um, but although people think there's been a version of it in production for longer than that, um, since so the 60s. ten. Yeah, I think it's really interesting. That there was a, just, I guess the other thing is, um, similar to Grave and Totoro, if you remember, they were supposed to come out as a double feature. They did, they did come out as a double feature, and we were like, that's weird. You couldn't get more so two weird. totally different yeah. Ghibli movies. Um, this was supposed to come out um, as a double feature with The Wind Rises. So that's again, um, again not. very different movies. Again, a Miyazaki, like a Miyazaki and a, a Takahata like double bill, which is yeah. interesting. Um, that plan was scrapped because both Wind Rises and this are two hours long. This is, is this very is the, long. This is the longest studio Ghibli film. Is it really? Yeah, by two hours. Well, not by two hours, <laughs> seventeen minutes. It's four hours long. No, it's two hours and seventeen minutes, which is three minutes longer than Princess Mononoke. Oh, interesting. Um, I felt it. You felt it. It's uh, also, yeah. depending on how you measure it, the high, most critically acclaimed. It's really? the only one of these films that has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Oh. And I thought we said that before, haven't we? I thought only yesterday also had. No, it had no. Like really high. It was like really high. Okay. It was like 80 or 90, but this right. has 100%. And off of 90 reviews, okay. which is a lot. And like, So if you measure it by like Rotten Tomatoes and number of reviews, mm. it's like 7th. Yeah. Wow. Which is crazy. In the world? Yeah, of all films. Paddington 2 is top. Yeah. Oh, wow. Paddington 2 is very good. Um, it's, it's great. 200 views, gave it. All of that praise, oh, and it still lost Best Animation at the Oscars to Big Hero 6. Big, Big Hero, Hero 6, 6 is good, though. It's number 6 Fairy on that list. So. Baby. <laughs> no. um, Hairy Baby. Hairy Baby. That's what it is. Hairy Baby. Um, Superheroes, man. People love them. People love them. So, People. with that in mind... God, that was a good trivia section, guys. Yeah. Shall we jump in? Up. I had some facts. You did. You did some why reading. Did, why did we wait until our second to last episode to do so many good facts? Go out on a go on a high. Go on yeah, a bang. true. Um, with that on that note, shall we move on to the bit where we run through the plot and talk about things we liked, things didn't like, the usual shebang? Yes, let's do that. So, without further ado, um, so the movie starts off uh, in this kind of like lovely, sleepy Japanese mountain village, um, and we are introduced to. Um, the titular bamboo cutter. Uh, we're really introduced to this character um, who is kind of like farming in his bamboo grove. Um, and like straight away, the I was struck by because obviously none of us had seen. I assume none of us had seen this one. No, no. Um, similar to the My Neighbours the Amadas, like you were saying, Mark. It has this really, really like very distinct um, animation style. Mm. It's like really sketchy, big like charcoal lines on watercolor backgrounds. It kind of like feels very like textury. I read a review that was like you can kind of like almost feel the coarseness of the paper. Like it look, it looks like it's being illustrated mm. in front of you um, in this really distinct style, which I thought was really cool. How do people feel about the art style? I loved, loved it. it. I liked it. It was one of the, the bits I enjoyed the most about yeah. it. The, we'll probably uh, get into it a bit more, but there are some bits that just like accentuated it yeah. so much. Oh, the bit where she's running away. Yeah. When she's yeah. running away, when she's like playing along with the cherry blossoms, yeah. and all it gets really sketchy. Yeah. Like. Like a sketch, not creepy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so good. I took a picture for my notes. My only picture I've ever taken, because I know this is an audio 
form. Yeah, but it's probably the only notes you've ever taken as well. Uh, excuse me, there's a good. Yeah. There's less notes on this page than there was for the ingredients I had to get for dinner. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think it's interesting because obviously. Um, we when we did only yesterday, which was like the fifth movie we did, we all immediately were like, "Oh, this is really cool because it does a lot of similar stuff that this does." Where it like sometimes switched to just just like character outlines on like white backgrounds and like does away with a lot of like extraneous detail and just wants you to focus in on like single things, which I think is really interesting. Um, yeah, because there's points where it's like there is background, but the, oh wait, you've just said that. Yeah, but there's like no detail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's there's a um, Craig Sacker Hartway's like they talk about how much he loved the story of um, Princess Kaguya and didn't want he wanted the story to be the focus, didn't want the audience to be distracted by like over realistic animations and stuff, which I thought was quite interesting. It was like definitely more fable like, wasn't it? Yeah, for sure. Definitely has like a fairy tale vibe. Yeah, it really did. As soon as it started, um, even before it started, from the name um, Princess Kaguya, um, I said to Ed sounds like um like a fairy story yeah, and then yeah, it opens definitely. obviously with once upon a time yeah and i was like knew it here we go and then i looked up yeah. i was like 10th, 10th century folklore yeah. okay and it has a, the most fairy tale opening of all time right there's a man climbing yeah. bamboo he got bonds into his grove he sees a bamboo that's like glowing he cuts it down and inside um the bamboo plant is this teeny tiny lady she's like a teeny tiny princess um she's and she fits in the palm of his hands very cute she falls asleep um, mm. And it's very very cute. Um, and so he, the farmer takes um, this tiny lady home with her, shows it to his wife, and after he shows it to his wife, she like transforms from being this kind of like miniature person, a bit like a borrower, into being a baby, like a normal, mm. a normal quote unquote human baby. Um, but still quite small. No, she's she's normal, normal, she's normal sized baby. Normal size. So are small though, to be fair. But for not not for much longer. No. So um, oh. the mum, there's some interesting stuff here where like the mum is able to nurse Kaguya despite not being pregnant. Um, which is like kind of uh, this very fairy, very fairy tale. Like they don't yeah. have, they don't have kids. They find a child, and the child like brings this new element to their life. But it it was interesting because um, she's walking down the road, isn't she? And then she starts mm. like feel the fact that she needs yeah. to feed. Yeah. yeah, she's like oh yeah, she's like uh oh, and then she's like it was just really really like yeah. quite cool to see. Um, and then pretty much from there, we like move forward into the kind of story about the early stages of this little girl's life. Um, Do you want to know who the parents are? Uh, yeah, hit me. So the bamboo cutter, um, and they don't actually get names, do they? No. The bamboo cutter and the bamboo cutter's wife. No. Uh, the bamboo cutter is James Khan, who that? plays Paul Sheldon in Misery. Oh, okay. And he's, he's in. Godfather. Is he in Godfather? And he's also an elf. Oh. Hmm. I don't know if he's Buddy's dad. Yeah, he's Buddy's dad, yeah. Buddy's is he? Dad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, that makes sense. Um, and Similar to the it story. was going to be Mickey Rourke, but he turned it down. Oh, mm. to wrestle. <laughs> to, to wrestle, yeah. Also, kind of good. I he feel like wrestled. Mickey Rourke would have been weird in this. Which, I mean. Yeah, the dad's a weird character anyway. Yeah. Um, and then the bamboo cutter's wife, who I kind of find it interesting that she narrates it. Yeah. She? Yeah, she's the narrator. Oh, but I don't know if it's her character or they just liked her voice. Uh, I don't know if that's the same in the um, Japanese in the Japanese original because we're obviously watching the dub. Um, but that is Mary Steenbergen, and I don't know if I'm saying her name right, but she is the mum in Proposal. Oh, okay. And stepbrothers, which is interesting because she is also the parent of a Will Ferrell character. Ah, just like James Caan that is good trivia James um, Caan is the what? James Caan oh, is the dad yeah. in Elf um, and then she also plays um, Dr. Emma Brown's wife in Back to the Future 3 you know the one he goes off yes. in the time travelling train and, the uh, Wild West lady yeah Very I would good. say James Caan is probably one of the most like prestige actors that we've had in, in as a voice oh like, there's been some pretty big names Christian Bale yeah but like he's like because of like Godfather and like he was in, been, in some like proper yeah. like yeah, classic yeah. like by when was Godfather like seventies? Yeah, yeah. So like, just like, like only we've had new, like younger cast. Yeah, yeah. Not some of the older cast. It's been people that are like, I don't know, maybe just like Betty White. Yeah, thank yeah. you very much. Yeah, I wish true. we, I wish we had a list. I mean, these, there's like twenty of these movies, so it's a at first. But it'd be great to see a list of every person that's been in the dub because I feel like there's mm. so, so many big, so many big names in these movies. And I've listed them all. Hopefully, yes. so. um we kind of get, like I say, we get this kind of like m- basically montage of um, uh, the cat. We're just going to call her Kaguya because that's who she becomes. Um, growing up, she grows up really fast. She like every time we see her, she's grown in size, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, you're getting bigger than you were before." And sometimes we see like her grow, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> she's bigger than before, like the egg, and I'm sure that meme has aged really well. <laughs> oh, god, by um, the egg. <laughs> by the time we finally release. Um. So there's a there's a couple of really key moments I want to touch on here. Um. My favorite bit is there's a bit where she is watching a little frog 
Oh, yeah. And she like watches the frog hop, and then she's like, maybe I can hop. And she like learns to walk by copying a frog, which yeah. is very very. And she's sweet. got a little bum out, isn't yeah, she? She's just rolling around. Oh, she's very cute. So that sweet. The kids are then yeah. like. Little bamboo, yeah. Little, little bamboo. bamboo, yeah. Little bamboo. It is. So yeah, there's a group of school, a group of school kids that, or a group of kids that um, are playing basically in the garden, and she's like desperate to play with them, even though she's like a week old or whatever. And she like runs over to them, and we kind of see her grow even then when she's um, like approaching them, and they say like, "Oh, you grow, you grow every time we see you." Um, it's pretty challenging about it, which yeah. is quite sweet. Um, yeah, it's just this really, it's just this really lovely. Um, there's a really lovely, like, peaceful moment at the beginning of the movie. Um, there's one um, kid in particular um, who she uh, is, like, particularly drawn to, um, Saimaru. Oh, what's mm. Suta- Sutamaru? Sutamaru, yeah, yeah Saimaru is oh. someone else. Um, so Sutamaru, um, she almost gets hit by, like, a car or a boat or something at the beginning of the movie. Oh, it's a boar. Yes, it is. Nature's. He's playing with the little baby piglets. And they're very cute. So cute. And then the mum. Is charging. Yeah, because I've got she saved. He saved her from a big boat, which now I don't know how realise is the type though. Um, so yeah, so, um, tomorrow like saves her. They have this kind of immediate bond, and then we get this really nice moment where um, they're all the kids and tomorrow carrying um, Kagi on his back are like singing this lovely song about the sun. Um, which is really really sweet. Birds and bees and trees and bees yeah. and birds and bees and trees. And, like and then he's like, "How the fuck do you know this song?" Then yeah, because she says, starts singing along, and he's like, like, "No." Yeah. And then she like sings the next lines. Yeah. The next verse. Which they don't know. Which they don't know. Which reminded me of that Doctor Who episode. <laughs> <laughs> Where she no. starts taking yeah, over the Doctor's yeah, voice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Very um, good episode. Niche corner. This is a very... <gasps> it's, it's... You stole my niche corner. Mm-hmm. I want it back. This, this bit of the movie is just really sweet because I think it starts to indicate to, to like her obviously like deep connection with nature and obviously she's found a bamboo shoot so she's Got that, got that going for it anyway but the fact that she like this moment of them all singing about how lovely it is to like live in the mountains and be in nature and, and kind of have the sun beating down on them is mm. um, kind of like quite poignant I thought very really sweet can we talk about the little baby on the back of one of the boys <laughs> yes we can there's a very cute baby on one of the back of the boys oh yeah but at, at points it doesn't look like a baby at all it looks like a doll yes and it's mm. a bit like limp yes yeah, a bit limp around. but I was like is that, is, that a, is that a baby or is it a doll I feel like that was just put in there so you're like this isn't just the passing of time for yeah. Kaguya yeah, to be yeah, getting yeah. older because this baby's still a baby yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's, very oh, that's a very good point um, still creepy though what's the kid, the guy's name Saitamaru Saitamaru I think Saitamaru um, do you know who he's played by yeah Darren Chris. Ah, yeah, I saw of this. Glee, of Glee fame. Blaine Warbler. Um, so there's a really nice... So just, just to keep moving, keep the momentum going, um, there's a really nice bit, again, talking about like nature and, and the way that this community is like connected to the mountain they live in. Um, so Damaru introduces um, this infant Kaguya into to his family and they all um, are like woodworkers and they make bowls and they kind of like make their living off the land and sell them, which is really like, again, I think, contrast later to the lifestyle that we see them leading mm. in, the, um, in the city. Speaking of the city, um, we kind of rejoin um, the bamboo cutter and his wife, um, and he's gone back into the groves. And the animation here is amazing. There's all these like greens and orange, like dappled light, and he sees another glowing bamboo. Um, he cuts into it and he finds gold, like mountains of gold, is like yeah. rushing out of the bamboo. And he realizes that, like, obviously it's a magical bamboo grove, um, and he can do something with it. So he has like all this, all these coins are falling out of it. All these like ph- phenomenal robes and silks oh, come out. Yeah. Of it. Where they like pop out of the tree. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's beautiful. It's really guys. lovely. And this is where he goes rogue. Well, yeah. So he, his thinking at this point is he becomes Sharpe from High School Musical. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't go rogue. He goes robe. Robe. He goes. Hey. He goes so um, Thank you. He thinks that these riches are like a sign from heaven that the the girl he finds in the in the bamboo is destined to be a princess and that. He thinks that heaven is providing them with the kind of means to make her into this kind of rich aristocratic lady. Um, so to that end, um, he uh, decides that he's going to take all the riches he can from the bamboo grove and go towards go to the city and build a life for her. And when she's ready, he'll come back and they'll, they'll, he'll take her with him and they'll kind of have this new life. I thought this whole stretch with him like it's so much more subtle than if like a Disney movie had done this yeah. like it would have been like him like twirling his moustache and be like I'm yeah. going to make loads of money yeah. off of my daughter I didn't realise he's gone like, for the first time yeah he just sort of like does it and if you weren't like sort of paying attention to the fact that he's just doing this for like 
well, not profit, but like yeah. he sees it as a sign. It's not. It doesn't feel like it feels quite sort of sim- not yeah. sympathetic, but like there's not as much exposition to it. Yeah, yeah. But and it doesn't feel selfish. Yeah, this, yeah, it doesn't feel like a selfish act at this point. Yeah, this mm. point. Um, when he's like because there is yeah yeah because there's a bit here where he's like um like the man and she'll mingle with nobles and I can give I will give her the life that will make her happiest mm. and that's the reason at this point it's like what he wants to do um she's keeps growing in the like well so he goes off to do that. Um, and she's hanging out with her mum she's growing she's bigger than she was before um, and she's hanging out with the kids and Sutomaru and they uh, there's a scene where they're like chasing a pheasant through yeah. the woods yeah. which is again it's a really like interesting like micro bit of action where like it's a very small moment but it feels very like it's, it's very exciting it's very exciting it's illustrated with all this like power I don't know it, it, I thought it was really cool he jumps off that cliff oh yeah and falls down and she follows him right she oh, like, and he's climbs so... down and he's like you're an idiot because you those rocks won't hold you. Yeah. And then he falls that she falls down. But he's so blase about it, isn't he? About what? Just like jumping around. Isn't yeah. He? Very yeah. confident, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah. He's not going to catch you. Mm. It's like hasn't. Um. And then. And is she is she fully grown princess Kojia now? No. She's she's I would say she she has the appearance of a, like eight or nine year old at this point. Hmm. Um. And he says she's still to, smaller than him. She's still smaller than him because he says to her. They have, this moment. <laughs> <laughs> they have this moment together and he talks about how she he's afraid that she will grow and grow and leave them yeah. like he has this fear that she'll keep Aww. she'll keep growing forever and she'll have to leave them and then she's foreshadowing like, yeah. yeah which is yeah. exactly what happens in the next bit of the movie. <laughs> yeah. literally next scene it's perfect um, so oh, how did they plan that how did he know um so the dad comes back and takes her away to um the capital where he's built this manor for her but when she she comes back, they've been like for like foraging for stew, and she comes back, and he the dad is like really angry at her, mm. like leave it, we're going. I'm like, why are you so angry about this? Yeah. It was your bloody idea. Yeah. Like no one was forcing you to leave your house. Yeah. Yeah. you made your bed. It's almost like it's already... the mansion in the, down the road. Let's go. Let's go <laughs> it's always like already at this point, he started to change just by nature of like being in that different location. Yeah. Um, it is at this point as well that we get, I think, um, the voice of the princess that we stick yes. with for the rest of the film. Yes. Who is Chloe Grace Moretz. Yeah. Which I'm surprised she's not been in one of these films already. Yeah, really? if you'd ask me, I would say she's... she's. I, she, I, she could be Ponyo, yeah. Princess Mononoke. Who is Ponyo again? Sorry. Who is Princess Mononoke? Princess Mononoke. <laughs> who is Ponyo? Every time. Uh, Ponyo so it's is very small. Oh, it's like a little fish. Um, Ponyo is Miley Cyrus's oh, yeah. younger sister. Noah yeah. Cyrus. Yeah. Billy Ray. Um. I'm gonna take my pond to the Yota. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, so Dad comes back, takes her with her, and and she like reluctantly, very reluctantly, decides to go back to the capital to I guess like live this life. Um, her dad wants her to live. There's a, no, there's, a, there's, a, there's a there's a she arrives at the castle and then some really interesting stuff, like some really interesting animation choices are made at this point. A the castle she arrives at it's beautiful it's this like traditional kind of like Japanese manor, um, with lots of like walkways and, and kind of a big like um, garden that like you look down on in the, in the set, like a centre courtyard. Um, she sur- she gets there and there's all these like ladies in waiting that show her to her parents. None of them have faces. They're all like very vaguely drawn, just like, mm. and the background of the manor is all white, so it's just like just the detail of the house on a kind of white background. Because this life is empty. Mm, perhaps. Yeah. So yeah, she arrives to the castle. They have no faces, and um, she the, the style in which she is drawn changes significantly at this moment in the movie. She gets all these kind of all this detail she didn't have before mm. in her hair and her face. Um, kind of we yeah. see for the first time. Because I think she's at this point she's kind of stopped aging, and she's now getting more beautiful yeah because mm. people I think remark on the fact that she's like keeps getting more and more beautiful yeah but for a long time no one sees her so it's yes. more like the idea of her yes. is very beautiful yeah because that's the tradition isn't it that if you're a lady in waiting you're not supposed to be seen You have to, that's why mm. she's talking to all of her suitors it's behind veil. veils and um, mm. curtains um, and stuff curtains and stuff yeah. yeah isn't a lady in waiting like a maid do you mean like a princess in training oh maybe yeah a lady in waiting is like a, a woman that waits on um, rule two. Oh, so it would be the, the women with no eyebrows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, no, but she doesn't have eyebrows. She, cause she gets her eyebrows. She, yeah, she gets her eyebrows. That's just like everyone has their eyebrows. She's like the princess. She There's says no mistaking that. All the others are not the princess. Oh she yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. Because she says without eyebrows, the sweat will run into my eyes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, deep but true. She just doesn't want this to no. his life at all. And, and her, that's such a good line. Like yeah. that just captures like exactly who she is at that moment. Yeah. Like, how 
they're like, we don't need to sweat. And yeah. then she's like, oh, yeah. and the black teeth thing. Yeah. She's oh. like, I don't want black teeth because it's going to look shit. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, you, well, you never have to open your mouth, so I wouldn't yeah. worry about it. No, you never have to laugh. Oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. would never laugh in public. Because there's a line, a famous line, isn't it, where she's like, um, what is it to you know, be alive and not laugh or cry or something like that? Yeah. Mm. Um, black and teeth was a uh, fashion choice for yeah. everyone, not just princesses. Really? Uh, back in the Meiji period. Oh, interesting. The Meiji period. Yeah. Um, and it was because uh, I think it was because they painted their face white and made oh, okay. their teeth look yellow. So they were like, I know how my teeth won't look yellow. I'll make oh. them black. That's interesting. The interesting bit here as well is that. Um, her pet, so she arrives, and her parents are like they look completely different. We've only ever seen them as these kind of like very round, fun, bubbly people. And she arrives, and they're both they're both like sat and um, like kneeled down, all this finery. Dad's got that good big hat on. They look very square. They didn't used mm. to look very square, but now they look very square, very solemn. And, and they're like, like bow to her and stuff, yeah. don't they? Because they they've changed. Yeah, they have changed, and they're like, this is your new life now. So yeah, it all happens kind of like in the fashion of plan, and, and this I think this like stylistic change in animation is is a really like cool way of showing the difference in her life that used to have all this like color and all these backgrounds of this beautiful like natural things. They're all gone from this image that we see here and now. Mm. We only see her in like interiors and buildings. And it's very much like when Princess Mia had her hair straightened and everyone started treating her differently. Princess who? Sorry. Princess Mia? The Princess and the Frog? No. Oh, no? Princess Diaries? Yes, it's ah. Princess Diaries. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Or She's All That? Yeah. Isn't She's All That? Or, or, or Not Another Teen Movie? She's the Man. She's the Man? No, people don't start treating her different because she looks she, different. She's pretending, she's, she's to, pretending be to be a boy. Someone else. She looks different. <laughs> um, it's at this point that we're introduced to a, a, one of my other favourite characters in this movie, um, Lady Skarmy, who is like her very mean teacher. Yeah. Um, Played by Lucy Liu. Maybe Lucy Liu. And she's just very funny, and she's like, she's the one that's like, blacken your teeth, don't laugh, don't smile, don't run. Like, you, you have to behave like a princess, and this is what princesses behave like. So, um, Kagi's father has like, pay, is paying her to kind of be her princess teacher, basically. A noble princess who never frolic. Ooh, one of the first things. Oh. Um, the mm-hmm. good bit here is where she's like, she's she's teaching. Um, Kaguya to play the, that like traditional Japanese um, stringed instrument um, and then Kaguya like isn't picking it up um, she's like I don't want to do this I'm bored I don't want to be, be outside da, da, da. and the dad comes in and he's like what's going on here and he's like oh I'm teaching her to play this and then Kaguya just goes yeah and just plays it and she's like I'm nat- just naturally amazing at this thing yeah like, they're like this is the best thing I've ever heard yeah <laughs> she's like incre- she's an incredible musician she can her calligraphy is amazing like she just has these without trying she just has these like incredible natural gifts because obviously she's she's magic. She's a magic princess. She doesn't need training, um, but it's just lovely because it means she can do this and then she can still run around and escape her teacher. Uh-huh. Um, at this point in the movie, I was like, I'm in. I love it. I love the music at this point. It's just very like it has this such a fairy tale kind of vibe that I'd com- kind of bought in to completely at this point. Um, yeah, and I thought Sagami was very funny, very good. She has no eyebrows, yeah. black teeth, all that stuff. I thought, as soon as I saw her with no eyebrows and blackened teeth, I was like, oh, this is coming for you, Kaguya. <laughs> Get ready. Because like, there were some scenes where it would cut between the two of their faces. Yeah. And the one thing, like, going back to that whole, like, she had this different, um, like, illustration style where there, are, there is so much more detail. One of the things I noticed the most, I was like, eyebrows, you got them. Yeah. They're there. You got them. They're very good. <laughs> Hang on to them. <laughs> Spoiler, she didn't. Oh, no. Um... So the, the teaching like basically carries on. We kind of get more glimpses into Kagi's life in the manor, um, and then she um, comes of age and gets her period. Um, and at this point, um, which I think Lady Sagami like communicates to the dad. Uh, the mum communicates to the dad. Um, yeah. She's um, Kagi is like swinging her feet, looking quite like despondent. And the dad comes in to talk to the mum about something else. I can't remember what it is. Yeah. And then she's like she is of age or something like that something very poetic yes but, and everyone's like she started up here yeah and the, and the dad does what every good dad does and goes let's throw a party invite all these men around they can meet her this get is where she gets named isn't it yeah, yeah. so th- they start to find this big party oh um, yeah it she... takes three days doesn't yeah. it the party yeah. goes on for three days yeah, yeah. Um, she wants to bring her friends from the village 
Dad's like, no, you can't have your stinky friends at my party. First, the mum's like, oh, it's a lovely idea. It makes yeah. you so happy. And the dad's like, no. Yeah. Um, dad's he's, a piece of shit. Yeah, he's become, at this point, you're like, you're a dick. You stopped being a good guy. I liked you at first. You were in the bamboo grove. Now, you got that big hat on. Go on, right to your head. Um, we also get in in contrast to the dad becoming a dick um, we get a glimpse that like the mum is still kind of the same person she was in the village Mm. she has her like little kitchen where she still cooks she has her little garden which is like her little patch of nature which is illustrated beautifully and and is kind of reminiscent of those earlier scenes maybe that's why she's um, the narrator yeah because she's kind of like half and half yeah she doesn't really like get affected by all of it in the yeah. same way um, but yeah it's a really nice moment and the dad's like why have you? Why are you cooking for yourself why are you doing this she's like oh, I just like to do it I like to garden I like to be close to nature in this way um, which I thought was really nice and the dad's like couldn't be me <laughs> could not be me look at my large hat um, so ahead of the party before they send the invites out I think um, the dad invites the name maker to come and like give the princess her proper name so because his whole thing is that like she's going to be a princess she's come from mag- like ma- a magical background and we're going to make her fit into high society as a princess which everyone is a bit like that's weird because she's not born of nobility so happy to be a princess he's like i'll give her a good princess name that's how we'll get her in mm-hmm. um the old man really reminded me of someone i just can't think of who it was <laughs> he voiced him. He was a. Uh, I'll give you this I'm... name. <laughs> Can't <can't>... you? <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, a pretty good Michael Caine. Thank you. It's the only impression Michael I can do. Michael Caine. It's quite hard to say his name without doing the accent. Michael, Michael, Michael Caine. Caine. Michael Caine. Sort of glottals. Which um, which character are you thinking of? Uh, the the guy that names. <laughs> the guy that gives her the name. That's a character. Yeah. We've yeah, seen him earlier, and then again he comes around to the house before the party, um, and he's like, "I'm going to name you. I'm going to name you Princess Kagia, Princess of the Shining Bam- Shining Princess of the Bamboo." That's why he calls her. It's a bit Australian for some reason. Good day, mate. But yeah, so she she gets given this finally gets given this name because at this point she's just the girl, little bamboo, which doesn't really have a name. So she becomes um, Princess Kagia, which yeah means Shining Princess of Bamboo, which is very very sweet, good name. Um, and then the, this three day festivities start where she's like shown off to the world I guess is the kind of point because he invites all these other nobles around and they're all a bit like they're all super like boorish and grim showing her off to the world whilst keeping her behind a veil so no one can actually yeah, see no her, one, like, yeah. her yeah. she yeah. just sat with some like a tea set almost. Ah, this is when we have the good mm-hmm. the crazy sketchy mm-hmm. bit yes yeah, so with the different um, princes no, no no not that kind of sketchy not just yet um, um, oh, should we say? Yeah. yeah. So this, so this is the bit where she runs up. She runs away from the party. She's like, yeah. I don't want to be here. Everyone's shouting. They're, they're, they're like, all the men are like, let's see her. She's really like hot yeah. and a princess. I want to see her. She can hear them say it, like speculating about her. Um, she so she, away. she runs away. Oh, no, which firstly she breaks one of the little tea sets. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She breaks a little tea set, and, oh. and then she starts running away. And it gets to the art style. Becomes all like. Charcoal. Uh, and rough and, and frenetic. Very, very, very... That's exactly it. Frenetic. Yeah, it is super frenetic. I don't know right. anyone's names in these films, but I know the word frenetic. <laughs> uh, yeah, frenetic, he was the actually. guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then she like, runs away, has a little crazy moment. Then what happens? Um, she, she's taking off all of her robes. Yeah, yeah. so she, as she's running, all it's like I said, it's all these like really expressive like charcoal lines. She loses all this finery behind her, and she almost looks a bit like. Um, Cruella's a villain oh, no, in the snow or um, Howl yes that's what I was going to say yeah, Howl yeah. when he's like flying as a, yeah. as a bird that's what she reminded yeah. me of because it's bird. Bird. her face it takes up so they three quarters of the frame and it's just like front on and it's just kind of like yeah it's cool all around her like um, yeah so it's, it's, it's an amazing moment of like the tension breaks and she's like she flies away basically with the big moon the moon was real big oh, oh wasn't it really so, big. like it was Big. Oh, big moon. This is the first hint we get that she's connected yeah. to the moon. Yeah. Moon big. Real, really big moon. I can't moon big. If you guys can't remember how big the, the moon was. Is it really, really big? It took up like most of the screen. Most of the screen. And it was huge. She wasn't her face. Nope. Definitely the no, moon. No, it was the moon. Um, there's a really good bit. So she runs all the way back to her old home in the village. Oh, 
Yes, she runs back all the way back, you know, which might, you might raise, raise an eyebrow out and go, how did she run that far? But she runs all the way back down to the It wasn't back. actually that far away. We didn't see the first journey on the first one. <laughs> Very true. That's true. She, she runs back to the village. Also, she has magic. And also, it was a dream. Spoiler. Oh, um, oh. But she... What was it? I don't think I was paying oh. close enough attention. Um, so she runs back to the village, but it's all... Well, village. The, the houses where um, Sutomaru family live, but it's, it's all gone, basically. Everything's changed. There's one hut from a guy that's chopping down wood and making charcoal. Um, and he says to her a really good line which he says she talk, she's talked to him and he's like um, uh, everything dies back down but grows again um, all the trees wait patiently for spring and this, this idea that you know like your time's going to come and it might seem kind of snowy and frosty now but maybe something is mm-hmm. coming um, and it's this really lovely moment and it's yeah. snowing and she's walking in the snow and the blossoms and she's like spring's going to come again and she, the guy's like yeah that's how seasons work come <laughs> on no actually he's very nice and patient with her and it's like yeah you just just as soon as you don't think another season's going to come then it comes all the way back it turns around and also I feel like this is quite heavy handed but he's making charcoal you have to like burn wood down you can't like do anything with it once it's char- charcoal it's very like ephemeral when you're using charcoal also, it looks like the the style of mm-hmm. drawing from before. Yes. Yeah. Nice synergy. Um, whereas, um, what's his name? Sutomaru. 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 Um, his family were making like wooden bowls and stuff yeah. that was like repurposing yeah. purposing the wood. And then obviously the reason they left mm. was because it was a drain on the resources and they knew their time there yeah. was finite. They had to leave and then they would have to come back. Spoilers. Um, whereas that other charcoal man's obviously very like opportunistic and yeah. being like better oh. old down yeah very true yeah because yeah you're this right take. they they leave because they don't they know they're they're depleting the resources around them so plot twist she waits well she maybe it's not a dream but she waits back up suddenly in in the manor um but the little bowl is still broken the little bowl is still broken and it, it's kind of you can read this as maybe because she's magic right so maybe she did go all that way and come all the way back and we just didn't see it maybe it was a dream maybe she Astral projected, you know, you never know in these videos what's going to happen. <laughs> Luke Skywalker. Um, she's a false ghost. Um, but yeah, from this point on, kind of like her life carries on again for a few years in a similar vein. She It's this point where she dyes her teeth black, maybe mm-hmm. with charcoal. Oh, it could be, yeah. Maybe she dyes her teeth black with charcoal. Um, and uh, in classic, you want to talk about heavy handed metaphors, yeah. someone gives her a bird in a cage. Oh. Nothing like a caged bird metaphor, which is actually a bird. Did you say it was heavy handed? In a cage. I did not notice <laughs> that. Um, but yeah, she, she's gift, she, this, her dad gets her this gift, which is yeah, a small songbird trapped. Um, which obviously. Nice. Sir. Sir. Um, I have a question. I don't know if we're going to address this. Yes. So obviously, there's the main uh, maid lady. Yeah. Who is the little the girl? Little maid. The little maid. Shout friend. out to her. She, who is she? She was very funny. She's very good. Very, very small. Very small. Very yeah. big face. She was the one who got shopped when. Uh, she got shopped. Oh, oh, she she got got shot. oh my god. <laughs> Grand Theft Bamboo. Am I right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. You are shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She gets shot when uh, Princess Kaguya ha- like shows her. She's like washing her face off, and she's like. Yeah. Smiles, there's a big smile, shows her real teeth in there. And she's like, 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 she's kind of like on her side as well. She's clearly like some some form of confidant. She's not Lady Sagami, she's not this kind of like snooty lady. Um, She's very little, she's drawn very, very small. There's so much like abstraction in the character design in this movie, which I really like. All the characters are drawn very differently. differently. When we meet the the princes and the the, the suitors, um, they're all, especially the, the like handsome one is drawn so like yeah. pristinely compared to this little toad lady <laughs> who's running around the manor because um, all I can think of is like she just looks like I think everyone just looks like the toads in Spirit Away yes like a small toad woman yeah. and I'm here for it um, speaking of the suitors is this when we get to the point where it's like the five the five guys come and try and yeah, yeah, yeah. so really big bag of chips you just can't finish them <laughs> like everything peanut oil I can't go there um, oh no I can go there you can go um, there so yeah that basically years years have passed and she's become this kind of like ever inc- more inc- more increasingly beautiful um, princess and all well, of these well does she or is it like the rumour the rumour of it yeah just because no one sees her so yeah we've seen her we've seen her it's a classic Anna situation <laughs> is it but that's what happens right what's that situation Henry VIII Henry was going to marry her. They said she sent her a painting of him, which wasn't as beautiful. He said she didn't look as beautiful as she did in the painting. So when she arrived, she was like, I don't want to marry you. The first catfish. Catfish. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so all these princely men hear the rumours, like you say, of her beauty. 
and they rush to meet her and like they're riding through the streets and they're like ba- they're banging on the doors it's um, a riot that's this big thing um, and then and give the toad lady their um, letters of intention yes and she's like you've got all these letters and they like yeah. pour <laughs> out of her she's yeah. like so many letters. pulling them out it's of their so bra good. it's so good bra probably not Rogues, Rogues. Rogues. Um, but that, that's really interesting. He's like, yeah, get married. Um, so they of introduce. He is. So, so they, name. they bring them into the manor, um, and there are the, the four kind of like best princes he can pick, and they sit in front of her while she's in this kind of like box, um, and they each kind of take it in turns to profess their loves to her, and they all compare her um, to like different kind of like incredible, unbelievable mm. items, uh, all all things from Japanese folklore essentially. Yeah. Um, so anyone know can name them all? Know what they are? I Got any off the top of your dome? Yeah. The branch from the special tree. Yeah. The amulet from the dragon. Is it an amulet? Oh, yeah, it's a jewel from its right yeah, neck. Yeah, it's a jewel. Is there a, is there a special kimono? Uh, there is, but do you know why it's special? Made of... Yeah. Fire rat. Yeah. Fire, fire rat. Fire rat fur. Yeah. Fire rat fur, oh, so it won't burn. Yeah. It's my rat name. Don't do you remember the all these? We watched it yesterday. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we watched it two weeks ago, mm. so... Uh, one, no one ever gets... Because the guy. Oh, spoiler! Don't say that. Oh, no. uh... Well, I mean, they all. <laughs> We're not gonna. They so, don't all die. No, but they, none of them. None of them bring the things they say. No. No. Um, I can't remember the other. It's, two a, it's the it's uh, the Buddha bowl. Oh bowl yeah, the Buddha bowl. Mm. Um, no, so yeah, fire up for jeweled branch, um, gem from gem from the dragon's neck, and the Buddha bowl. Well, it was five things. No, five four. suitors. Those... Five... You said five suitors. Oh, the guy wanted the shell, a seashell. No, I think there's actually four. Oh, um, oh the ba- bird, the amulet from a bird. It's like uh, a crow's amulet. That's, oh, yeah. that's what he's trying to get. Yeah, oh, he's the bird that dies. Yeah, he dies. Oh, spoilers. I can say spoilers. Put my spoiler away. <laughs> um, I. Don't know which order these these are in. Um, I'm, I'm not going to try and pronounce their names. Um, but the actors of some of these suitors, James Marsden. Oh. Yeah, he's the hot one. Yeah. Um, then it was Oliver. Platt. Also in the movie. <laughs> hmm? Oliver Platt, who I Gail Platt's son. Gail Platt's son. <laughs> um, I'm going to show you his picture. You, you recognise who he is. You might have to Google it at home. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm on fly mode, so I can't. So see yeah, because there's one. One is like um, two are princes. One is a duke. One is a politician. One's a lord. Yeah. Um, and there's one called the Mikado or the Mikado, and it's played by Dean Kane who and plays. Is he, is he like the warrior, like saucy general? Maybe. Um, but he is um, uh, Dean Cain is Superman from the Adventures of Lois and Clark oh, amazing and then the last one I think is the last one I've made this one out um, is Daniel Day Kim who plays um, he's Jin in Lo- yeah he's in Lost he right? plays Jin from yeah. Lost um, it's a very very good mix the, the thing that I love about this scene is that A they're all compa- they're basically they all take in turns to compare her to these like impossibly amazing things and they're like if I could I would bring you the world and she's like do, do it. it then yeah, she's she like, gets good, she's right? like, I need time. Fuck it. Go and bring me those impossible things. Like, if I'm really <laughs> worth this much to you, show me. That was one of those, like, that moment I was like, this is classic folk tale mm, shit. Yes, right yes. Here. Almost like Greek myth. Yeah. Type. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. When you got that for sure. golden yeah. fleece. For sure. Had a big adventure. I like like the, I want the spin off stories. All of them sure. five. Um, well, four of the five. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's, because there's a. So I think it's just it's just a great moment, like you say, and, and also it works for her because this moment of rebellion is what gives her freedom. Like yeah. she has, so, I mean, they're, spoiler, they're all the way for. I'm not saying spoiler, but to tell you about what, exactly what happens. But they're away for three years. Yeah. Um, three years, year years past. We get this amazing shot of the cherry blossoms mm. falling as they all leave the palace. This is when I wrote um, the tale of Princess. How do you spell his name? Kaguya. The tale of Princess Kaguya and the Fuckboys. Yes. Oh. So you think Kaguya is a surname? My name's like. Lena. No, the what did ta- I say? The, you said surname. Did I say surname? <laughs> no, I just meant name. Lena, t- uh, Princess of the Shining Bamboo. <laughs> Lena. Um, Jan. <laughs> so then, so then we get like this kind of like um, series of mon- like series of kind of micro scenes where each of the princes and suitors return and they all kind of like present the gifts to her. So the guy, one of the guys comes back and he's like, the first guy back is the guy with the jeweled branch. He tells her how he climbed up this kind of like mythical spiritual mountain. He saw the tree. He snapped off a branch to her, and like it's worth more than anything in the world. And it's this like you know priceless, impossible item. Liar. Meanwhile, piece of shit. Piece of shit. Do you remember what, what the twist is here with this guy? Yes. What uh, is it? While they while he's trying to convince her that it's it's real. Oh yeah. Uh, around the corner, there's these people who turn up at just the right time. Yeah. They're like, 
Uh, we've got Bill. We've got Bill because we just made this amazing glass <laughs> thing. We thought we couldn't find the guy, the politician or whoever yeah. that asked us to do it, but we knew he was getting it for the princess. We brought the bill to the princess, and then in the background, doesn't the little guy sneak away with the little yeah. thing? So actually, he probably gets off all right because he's got this really expensive yeah. thing and he snuck away with it compared to some of the, some of the other, other guys. guys. Um, what I really like here is that like the thing that dishonors him is not just that he lies, but that he didn't pay. Yeah. Like they come back he, and they're like, you didn't even pay for the thing. You asked for this forgery thief. and you didn't even pay for it. Um, and then, yeah, we get the other ones come back. So the guy comes back and he's like, um, I found the fire out fire and I made this incredible kimono. And she's like, prove it. And he's like, it's made from the, you know, the most expensive silks in the world. Da, 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 da. She's like, do it, do it, do it. So he puts it in a fire and then for a second, it doesn't burn. He's like, it's real, it's real. <laughs> he's really surprised. He fools himself. <laughs> and then it's one of the funniest moments. Yeah, yeah. and then it immediately just goes up in flames and he's like, oh my God, I spent all this money on this thing. He's like, that's my entire fortune. Yeah. You, why yeah. did you make me burn this? <laughs> and she's like, walks back to her little Stop hole. Stop lying to me. Um, back to her hole. There's a... Um, it's just it's just this bit's like such good comic relief of like back to back moments of these like idiots coming back being like the glass bit. But um, before that, we have the guy who went to get the jewel from the dragon's neck, um, and his yes. bit is really cool. Um, oh yeah, he's like so he's sailing across the sea um, with all these kind of like with the sailors, um, and he there's this huge storm. Um, we don't see him come back on anything. We just see this scene. Um, it's this huge storm the waves are crashing it's crazy amounts of like lightning and thunder and he's like this is too scary we have to go back to the dead. and he looks up and like as like a visual metaphor of like the thunder and the lightning he sees a dragon like fly across mm, um, it's really cool it's a, it's it is scary. a really good moment that, this yeah. is a bit where I was like oh yeah it would have been it would be cool to have I wonder if there's a sh- another um, b- book or telling or version of this story that um, has more fleshed out bits of their story as mm. well um the men, probably. Yeah, which sounds great. It's just, I think it's very, it's very like, um, like Odysseus. It has this, like you say, it has this kind of like these, you know, five challenges that you have to overcome. It's just a good, good device. Um, does anyone remember the other ones? So we've got the guy who, the guy who went said he was going to go find the Buddha bowl. He comes, comes back. back with nothing. Do you remember yeah. what he says? What he does? He's like, uh, oh, I found this fucking rock, mate, <laughs> and it was. I thought that was really nice. I thought. The gods would have said, "Oh, her beauty is so good, you can just get see her beauty." This is not quite word for word. Um, you can just see her beauty in a rock. Yeah. And uh, then she's like, "Well, it's bullshit." Well, no. Well, so she, so it's, he gives delivers this oh, right. Delivers <laughs> this huge speech about how her beauty is insurmountable, and so presenting her with any kind of fabulous item would be pointless because she's incredible and it does sound like this really heartfelt oh, yeah. good speech and then he ends mm. and the curtain is drawn back and it's his wife Why? and she's yeah. like what are you doing and she hits him and she chases him around because he's a bigger Whoa. mist and it's very funny is that Peter Barlow from Coronation just like Peter Barlow and she's Kagura's Carla actually yeah no he doesn't cheat on Carla he cheats on Shirley oh sorry Peter Barlow is actually based on (laughs) (laughs) actually Coronation Street is a Kagura of all of the (laughs) from 10 BC (laughs) Um, and then finally you three have been alluding to it this tragic one all along he dies the guy that's looking for the amulet the crow's amulet or whatever it's called I mean what even is that uh, he climbs up a, a building to find it and falls and dies. Do we think he was genuine? I mean, the thing wasn't real, so I don't know what it was. It's no, but there was it? one that well, I was like, oh, this is going to be the one that. Because all of the, they're all like old, creepy men. Oh, yeah. And then one of them was like, I said the hot one, who's played by James Marsden. James I Marsden. thought the hot one was the bigamist. Oh, maybe. Oh, yeah, it's, it's not. Well, so it one of them did look like, Couple of them. oh, this is going to be the one that does something special yeah. and ends up being like the one yeah. she falls in love with, yeah. I thought was going to be how it would go. I'm glad it didn't go like that yeah. because that would have been boring. How, how do we all feel about this? This is like definitely one of my favourite bits of the movie. Like mm. this, her telling them to go get the thing, her kind of like being smarter than all of them when they come back. Yeah, like, it, was, it was definitely the most like fable part of it, which I really enjoyed. Mm. Yeah, I really but, enjoyed it. Pace. Yeah, I think it could have been drawn out longer and other bits could have been cut down short. Yes, I agree. Well, I saw, I was reading, when I was looking at, like, just, like, reading about the movie, um, in the original telling, it's, like, like a lot of, like, traditional, like, fairy tales, fables, it is just, like, plot, plot, plot. So, like, in the original version, this stuff happens very quickly and I imagine it has more detail, um, but Takahata wanted to, A, he invented MC Tomorrow and wanted to like build on Kaguya as a character more than the original story ever does. That's good. Um, so I think he, he sacrificed some of that yeah. 
plot depth for more characterization, which I think is a fair kind of like trade-off to make. Absolutely. Then what? So then we think, oh gosh, she's done. She's got no more suitors. Oh, she can finally gosh. relax. Uh, blacken her teeth right up sit back shave her eyebrows off have a chill time no no she can't because who wants to marry her now the emperor of China the emperor wants to marry her the emperor of China Japan the emperor of Japan (laughs) wants to marry her um so um, rumours about how beautiful she is have like grown and grown and grown now it's like spread all the way to China <laughs> I think it's interesting because the stories about how beautiful she is and how she was this child found in a bamboo become a myth and a fairy tale within the context of the story like the story becomes about how the fairy tale of who she is is so powerful that it kind of like drives even the emperor to, to chase her down um, so he appears unannounced at the house obviously everyone's freaking out this is by the emperor of Japan what's he doing at my house wants to marry my daughter um, and he is like unsurprisingly quite like lechy and creepy and he's very persistent and he's like I'm the emperor you literally can't turn me down I own everything opulence I and everything and so <laughs> um, is he a fictional is he a fictionalised emperor uh, yes okay. because I think this is all set in like a as you imagine, this at, woman is from the moon yeah no, I, know, <laughs> I know it's not set in like oh it was the year 672 like that's it I quit um, so it, it, yeah it, it's, a, it's like, he's not given a name he's just like the emperor yeah of Japan yeah and he wants he wants to marry her um so he appears at the house, basically corners her. Oh, wait, there's a really um, ho- horrible, sad moment before this where she has the conversation with her parents. Do you remember? No, tell me about uh, it. Well, she, so her parents are like, oh, you've got to marry him, right? And she's like, um, no, I don't really want to. The dad goes, oh, you have to marry him. It'll make me happy and it'll make you happy and all this stuff. And she goes, I'd rather die. But if it will make you happy, then I'll marry him and then I'll go and die. Doesn't that happen? Yeah, that does sound familiar. Or was that a the happiness you wished for me was hard to bear? I think she says at some point. <laughs> but she, yeah, she's basically like, I'll do it to make yeah. you happy and then I'll kill myself. Yeah, I remember that bit. I remember her being like, and I'll, 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 you can be happy and then I'll she's die. She's just like so depressed yeah. at this point. Which is like, she's yeah, it's grim, but like, she's being sold. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, to the emperor, no less. So there's a really good. It's an really interesting scene here where he like is continually pursuing her the whole time. She turns him down the once, and he's like, "Give you one more chance." And he appears at the house, and she he tries to like grab her and kiss her, and then she disappears because she's mm. plot twist. She's from the moon. She's this, yeah, princess. this is when the moon stuff starts, starts yeah. to happen. So she she disappears, and then she's like in the background. She's like, "Go away!" Almost should say that. But he, he's like, "Where are you? Where are you? Where are you?" <laughs> he, like knocks down the thing. Yeah, and he's like, one of the most horrible moments. Yeah, all the studio gonna be filmed. Yeah. It's like it's properly like so rapey yeah gross like, yeah. yeah and he's like oh he's like I'm so sorry I didn't mean to do that da, da, da. classic and then um, he's like I'll leave and leave you to think about it um, He so he goes and she kind of like reappears and she's really sad she's crying at the moon and she's like she's basically without realising it because at this point in the film she, even she doesn't know that she's from the moon she can't remember it so she's like crying at the moon um, she's pleading she's praying to anything something and then she kind of realises and remembers that she's from the moon. She rem- she recalls that she... Oh, yeah, I'm from the moon. <laughs> she, well, she has this like flashback of, um, you know, the, the nature song that she knew all the words to at the very beginning of the movie. She has this flashback to um, another moon lady singing that song to her and telling her about Earth. Because there's this woman who'd been on Earth for a while, comes back to the moon and kind of like tells her all about it. Um, and she, that kind of like kickstarts all the memories and she remembers like oh you know so I'm from and that now that I've kind of pleaded to the moon the next time the full moon is here I will go go back home because you can only get back to the moon on a full moon yeah. that's just the way the it's moon classic. works classic classic story it's not there at other times um, she <laughs> so then I think I'm a bit hazy now but I think she go this is at this point she like runs she runs away again back to to find Amsutamaru right yeah, because he's he's been in it intermittently because he got yeah. beaten up at one point, didn't yes. he? Yes, yes. Um, so yeah, she runs back home because she misses her old life so much. Um, she stumbles across like an adult see tomorrow with his wife and his kid in a field farming. Oh. Yeah, another little baby. Another. And you're small. like, is that the same little baby? <laughs> same baby yeah. There's no time passed now. Um, and you're like, no, this is his free, baby. Yeah. yeah. She she pleads with him and he he, he recognises her and she's like, come away with me. That's like 
go, let's run away together. What's I know, a great like? place on the moon. And this bit was a bit weird because I was like, it's pretty deep. Like, he's got a wife and a kid, and she's like, mm. come with me. Um, and he does. And then they fly because she can fly because she's from the moon. Oh, yeah, it's just good. It's oh, really good. Yeah, um, it's they like race over the landscape. They're flying together. He can, she kind of like lifts him up, Superman style. And he's flying too. Um, and it's this really like lovely, perfect moment. And you think maybe she's going to have a happy moment. And then she wakes up. Yeah. Similar to did before when she ran away, and this one was also kind of like all a dream, and she never really met see tomorrow again after that time that he was beaten up in the street. They were kind of like at the crux of the movie right at this point because she's faced with this choice of like essentially going back home to the moon, to the moon city. All it's all very vague at this mm. point as well. We don't really the know. Moon city is quite cool though. Yeah, it's interesting, like you said, that this is like talked about in terms of like being one of the first like science fiction space stories because it is very like oh yeah, we lived in the city on the moon and. Mm. Um, yeah, it's really interesting. So she tells her mother and father, I think, that oh, it's so sad. at the next full moon, I'll go. Yeah, because she's like got all her moon memories back now. Yeah. Like she knows who she is and why she's been there and all that stuff. Yeah. And what the consequences will be of leaving. Yes. Yeah. What, which are? She'll forget all the Earth stuff. Yeah. And never come back. Yeah. And then this is like the, the heartbreaking bit where the mum's like, please take us with you. Yeah. Oh, and it's so, so sad. sad. Like, I have no sympathy for the dad at all. I think it's very sad for the mum because not only is she losing her daughter, but she's kind of already lost her husband anyway because yeah. he's turned into this like nasty piece of work. Yeah, I feel very very sad for the mum. Yeah, yeah, it is really sad. So this is a bit where she is leaving to go onto the moon and they're like running behind her, and yeah. yeah, jumping up onto the cloud which she's flying away on well, yeah. to get to the moon. So because yeah. what happens is we kind of like time gets a bit wibbly wobbly here, but twenty eight days pass, the full moon rises again, and from the moon just like um, mm. in Pompoco, this yeah. giant like cloud ship appears um, full of like all this like Buddhist iconography the Buddha is there um, very cool they're there yeah they, all these like very cool looking moon people are like it's time to go um, and she's like okay and I think she yeah she tries she goes to leave and the parents like plead with her to, to stay mm. it's very like heart-wrenching and is the emperor there as well like trying to fight the moon there are soldiers there to protect her dad gets soldiers right to protect her from the moon people I remember that I think at this point it kind of started to lose me a little bit because it was so long it is long but it's yeah it's beautiful Um, she is carried away by like uh, the Buddha and these moon people I've got the note I've got here is it's all a lot it's a big like we've had like oh she's from the moon is she not from the moon and this scene is like there's a shit full of moon people they yeah, appear out of like nowhere third act madness yeah um, so yeah the moon people arrive on, on these big clouds um, she leaves she says goodbye to her family um, and there's a really she's talking to this woman and the woman's like um, on the moon you know you'll be, you'll be happy because like we don't feel grief we don't feel sadness and you're going to forget everything you learn on earth and it's this really like tragic moment of like she's become a real person um, one way or the other on earth and she's kind of like having to sacrifice it all but she's a person that's kind of bound by her relationships like nature and the earth and the moon I don't know it's this this kind of moment of like she can't go back to the home she had in the mountains but she mm. can go back to also, a different she just, home it just ends with her making her own choice which I yeah. think is good because she's spent the whole film being shipped around by other men so yeah, yeah it's good to see her have some sort of autonomy yeah um, yeah and that's that's where the movie leaves because everyone's very sad but she's kind of like bittersweet and happy and she sails off and the song is a slap at this point the music's pretty good throughout this as movie as always the Clashy Baby yeah yeah it is Joe it's good old Joe good old Joe um, yeah it's I don't know that's, that's I don't have feelings about like the way this, the movie kind of like wraps up or ends before we get into the rest of it classic Ghibli yeah yeah, just draw like... me into a random story for two hours and then spend the last 15 minutes completely subverting what I thought the story was going to be about yep. and resolve yeah. it in a really random way yeah yeah yep. this one we've yep. been saying that a lot about all the other ones this one has moon the moon yep. people came yep. and got her what the moon um cool okay well on that note shall we move on to the rankings and kind of like yeah. wrap up bit of the podcast yeah. cool so um let's take a look at the rankings and then we can see where this one fits unless anyone else anything else i want to say Eddie, you mentioned that is good old joe uh, yeah. this is the only film he's done with Takahata really? yeah all the others other composers and he nearly didn't do it there really? was someone else was lined up who I can't remember the name of mm. uh, but they dropped out and then Sashi came along and, and he, did you, the damn thing yeah, he's it bloody great he's so so good mm, that's very good um, in terms of so let's do um, start with food give me if you want but I feel like there wasn't any food in this movie uh, there was breast milk 
Um, <laughs> and oh. three days and three nights of feasts. But we, we didn't, didn't see any. Of it. We saw no. empty bowls. But it's all just. So is that one? Oh, you got one. The moon's made of cheese. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I'm sat there like, take a bite, moon people. <laughs> um, so you're putting that at the end of the list then? Well, I think there was one other that also had no. Ocean waves has no food. Yeah, so it's higher than that. Yeah, um, ocean waves. Uh, me. Yeah, well, Porco Rosso had nothing, but it's going to go below Porco Rosso because I feel like I could eat that pea. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Yeah, so right at the bottom. But, you know, it's not a bad thing. No, it's just no food. Number 19. So Ocean Waves at number 20, this at number 19, and Porco Rosso at number 18. And then. All the rest. Yeah, all, all the rest of them. Okie dokie. And the next bit rank we do is the Grand National. Any grands you want to shout out in this movie? No grands. No grands. Because like, no the mum isn't really a grand. No. What famously. About, what about Lucy Liu? Lady uh, Sagima. No. She's quite young still. Yeah. 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 Fair. Yeah. Kind of matronly, but not enough. But not enough to be a grand. No. Okay. Oh, put it to the bottom of the list. Yeah, no grands. No this, this, this is the first given we've had with no grands. I think we haven't added some of the other ones. Yeah, I think, oh, I think we're just not, yeah. just not adding them if they're not. Yeah, okay. I think we are. Yeah. Okay. So that, that leaves us uh, with 15. 15 nans. grands. And you know who they are. We don't need to go through them again. <laughs> you know who you are, grands. You know who you are. Okie dokie. So, on that note, we'll move on to the final ranking. And just to remind you, the current uh, list is in 19th place, Tales from Earthsea. Oh. In 18th place, Ocean Waves. In 17th place, Porco Rosso. In 16th place, Laputa Cast in the Sky. Not the name of the girl. In 15th place, <laughs> Only Yesterday. In 14th place, The Cat Returns. In 13th place, The Wind Rises. In 12th place, Arietti. In 11th place, Fairy of the Fireflies. God, there's a lot of these movies. In 10th place, Whisper of the Heart. In 9th place, Ponyo. In 8th place, From Up on Poppy Hill. In 7th place, My Neighbours the Yamadas. In 6th place, Totoro. My Neighbour Totoro. In 5th place, Kiki's Delivery Service. In 4th place, Howl's Weaving Castle. In third place, Pompoko. In second place, Princess Mononoke. And still, the reigning champion in first place, it's Spirited Away. Woo. Where do people feel like... Throw, throw some numbers out to me, guys. Straight in at number one. Straight in at number one. Um, I'm joking. Do, oh my goodness. Do people feel like this movie is better than Only Yesterday? Higher. Yes. Yeah? Uh, lower. Yeah. I, it hasn't stopped. Yeah, higher. Higher. You think higher than I don't Only Yesterday. Only yesterday. Uh, she's a she's a woman who leaves a leaves a job and oh, goes yeah, yeah, yeah. she goes and lives with her aunt in the countryside. Good to tell, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I do I I, I personally would say I enjoyed it. I, re- I didn't enjoy this one as much. Well, you, you guys have made me enjoy it more on reflection talking about it. Um, I would probably say around about the only yesterday. So if you guys think it's higher than yeah, I I would want to put it. I think. Probably um, below the wind rises, below area, maybe even uh, below grave. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking between twelve and thirteen. Yeah, I think I think the thing for me is that I liked the Arietti less than as mm. I know final rankings so, so it's one again like we like we struggle a lot of times with ranking. It's like I like it more than this movie, which is higher up than the movie I like it less than, and yeah, etc. I just think it was for me it was overly long. It was like, a long like movie, Abby though. said that there were moments where they could have honed in on the fable part of the story more and sped up the like personal stories more yeah. I know that was a central decision but I personally didn't, didn't, connect, like didn't connect with it as much yeah. as I did say something like um, Cat Returns Cat Returns <laughs> no Cat like um, like Totoro or Kiki obviously like, sure sure I didn't care enough about the characters yeah I think for, for me I, I just like A I think like the animation style is just like Astounding yeah. and un- unlike almost anything I've ever seen. Yeah, that's where all its points come from. Yeah. Me. Well, I, I think she. I, I think she's a. Girl. I, I do love the like the the vibe of it and the, and I think it's a beautiful story. But I do think it's overly long. Um, but yeah, I think it looks. It has such an astounding look and feel. Um, it's uh, like as much. I just think yeah, for the for the same reason that I like my neighbor Yamada so much and and all of these kind of like more experimental animation styles. I think it just. It sets it apart from so much, so much of anything, like um, not just in the two Ghibli, but in animation, anime, just illustration in general. Like it has such a such a feel. Like like I said, that scene where she runs away from the party is so yeah. like evocative and um, like quite daring. I think to put in a mainstream movie. Um, but you, Edward, do you want to see it go on the list? Uh, I'm gonna say 
It's not as good as Ponyo. What's up on Poppy Hill about? Um, She's uh, d- uh, dad's on a ship. And then they have the big, um, the big, the big store. Big flag, oh. the clubhouse, they renovate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, no, the big store, Ponyo, sorry. Oh. Yeah, so what was, that was Ponyo was the yeah. ship. Yeah, from up on Poppy Hill, it's the, it's the girl's dad gets lost. She does the flags. She helps, flags. The, she helps the boy. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, it's the real life. It's the, the real It's a, uh, not fantasy. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, sure, really uh, that high? No, you? no, I was going, I'm going down from like like okay. a bait. Like, Better than our I'd say mm, it's either between 11 and 12 and 12 and 13 for me. What about you, Abs? Um, I would happily put it below Cat Returns, but that's because I really like Cat Returns. Uh, so I could go between 14 and 15, so I don't really mind. Hmm, I think it's better than only yesterday. Yeah. I think I think I like I personally like it more than the character turns. I think the character turns is a bit, it's, it's has some very funny cute moments, but it's also like a really a random mess. film. And, yeah, yeah, I, I could put it I could put it between the wind rises and character turns. Okie dokie. That sounds like we have consensus. Yeah. Yeah. Abby, you happy with that decision? Yeah. Right. So our new fourteenth place movie is the Tale of Princess Kaya. Boop boop. Woohoo. Hell yeah. Um, we are in the home steps, folks. One left. There's one left. There's one left. one left. This is our penultimate episode. Um, the next movie and the last movie we're going to be reviewing for now is When Marnie Was There, mm-hmm. um, which is at the time of recording the latest Ghibli movie, right? At the time of release, there's probably been another ten. <laughs> <laughs> he's come in and out of retirement another five times. Um, so yeah, it's it's been a good ride so far. Hopefully, you know. You've enjoyed it, and you'll join us for the last one. Stick with us, guys. Um, <laughs> it's only up from here. It's it's very warm, like we said in London at the top. So forgive us if this episode has been a bit melty. sweaty and melty. Um, but yeah, we'll be back next time um, to talk about when Marnie was there. I think that's everything. Yeah. That's cool. It. Well, with that note, oh, actually, Abby, we've we got somewhere to be. Guys, we've got a cat bus to catch. Oh no! Goodbye. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.